You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org. My name is Jason. I'm the worship pastor here with my wife, my bride, Leslie. Uh, we, we have a heart for uh, worship. We have a heart for journaling, obviously. That is one of the reasons why Pastor Jeff had asked us to come and share a little bit today. Uh, we were counting up kind of the the journal years, the what, man hours, right? You're familiar with man hours where like, you know, two people working on one project gets a lot more done. Well, our, our, our journal hours together are about 30 to 35 uh, years of journaling together. And so Pastor Jeff had said, hey, we, we want you just to kind of share some of the things you've learned, some of the things that we can apply through the, through the SOAP method, but also just life. So that's one of the reasons why uh, Pastor Jeff and Pastor Mark asked us to, to share a little bit today. And, and ultimately, even more specifically with that, yeah. is that in the, that 30-plus years of journaling and living life, knowing the Lord, we have experienced hearing the voice of God. We have heard from him, and we know that if we've heard from him, you will hear from him, and that you are hearing from him too, because we're nothing special. We're nothing, you know, really wild and crazy high above anyone else. We're just like all of you, Um, and just as God would speak to Moses or Abraham, or he'd speak to Jonah and the prophets, he will speak to us. And so through our experience of hearing God's voice, hearing him speak to us, we have learned uh, the benefit of writing it down. And so we have heard an experience of hearing God's voice, and then we have the experience of taking the discipline of writing it down. And we're pretty confident that not everybody has experience in both of those areas, and that's part of why they've Mm -hmm. invited us in. Um. I'm excited about what God has uh, to to share today. Uh, one of the things that I believe, and we'll get into this a little bit, is that he is faithful to answer when we open his word. And, and we've seen that, Leslie and I have seen that in our marriage, in our, in our prayers together, in our um, studying together. And One of the things last week that we started, if you weren't here, Pastor Jeff introduced a new method that we're doing at Praise Community Church, and it's called SOAP, and you can see up here, it's just, it's basically uh, just a method of how to read through, how to gather what we'll call a feast later on uh, for yourselves and as you're studying the scripture, but we believe that one of the things that Praise Community Church, our mission statement is changing lives to the unchanging word, and our lives won't change, those lives around us won't change unless we're in the word. Amen? There, there has to be that ground, uh, that be grounded and rooted in our lives. So, soap, um, scripture is, for S, read scripture. We cannot know scripture unless we, for ourselves, unless we read it. So read scripture. We write down scripture in, our, in the journals that we provide. Uh, Praise Community Church is going to provide journals every week. If you need one, 
Uh, if you lose one, you can come get one. But if you keep losing it, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> just we could get chains, you know, like yeah. billfold ones, like you know. On your like, yeah. No, we're not going to do that. Anyway, read scripture. Uh, oh, for soap is observation. What stands out to you? What do you see in the scripture? And truly, it doesn't have to be a huge, long thing. It can be, but it can be just as simple as a few Jesus sentences. Wept. Jesus wept. Application. How are you going to apply this for, uh, apply what you've observed just now from this passage in your life? And that can be today. It can be this week. You know, like I said earlier uh, this morning, there, there may be whole lifestyle changes that God's asking you to do today. And, and that is okay, but one, those lifestyle changes takes little steps, little applications, uh, and that will come as you dig in and dive into the Word. The last thing is prayer. We know that prayer is, is a two-way communication. I, I heard I was sitting with somebody, it's probably been a year ago, and I asked him, do you, do you pray? Do you ask God for, for understanding and and?" even just your basic needs. Do you talk to him about how you're feeling? He's like, well, I tell him, but he doesn't speak back. I'm like, ah, he speaks back. He speaks back. And I believe that when you, you get into the word and you, you dig in, he will speak to you in that. So one of the things I want to just share just briefly is that when we get to this, you know, the P part of, of soap, the prayer part, I think there's times I know there's times, because I do this in, in my life, and I, I sit there and I said, okay, I'm going to read my scripture. I'm going to write down this scripture, you know, John 6, 1, and then I'm going to, what have I observed? So I write that down, application. Okay, I think I need to do this, and then prayer, and I write it down, and it takes, you know, it can take me maybe 10 minutes, and then I move on. And, and that's not the intent. I'll just say that. That's not the intent. The, real, the reality is, is that we, we need in our society and in our culture the next thing. We consume. We, we consume fast. We consume TV, radio. Uh, we consume family. You know, there, there's a lot that happens in a day. Uh, our, our reality right now is, is uh, wild and crazy with kids, you know, and as some of you have kids or have had kids, uh, you know that life and family happens fast. And so to truly find that time to just say, Lord, I'm going to give you silence. I'm, I want to offer you just a time for you to speak into my heart and, and to really, truly quiet my mind. We're going to take, I'm going to start a timer here. And we're gonna, I'm going to start a timer. This is a, just a real practical thing. So as I start it, we're going to be, it's going to be quiet in here. And go ahead and we'll do this. Raise your hand when you feel awkward. Okay? We're going to, this is a participation. So when you feel awkward, somebody already raised their hand. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> when, when, when Anybody it feels else awkward, takers? <laughs> yeah. I'm start.
That's 30 seconds. Thank you for talking. Don't go a full minute. That's not a minute yet. That's a long time for some of us, isn't it? It's a long time. I mean, it feels like a long time, especially when you're in a group like this. I, the person that I heard and, and um, kind of led us in this practical like, application of this, he said that he had gotten up, went to his first college course. He was sat down in his seat, and the professor walked in and didn't say anything for 45 minutes. And then he said, I'll see you next week. And he walks out. That was the, that was the, how awkward, that would be awkward. 45 minutes. And, but we are in a culture and a society where, where it is, I mean, some of us can endure that a little bit longer than others, but really there's a, there's a reality that it's like, this is not comfortable. But when, when we say wait on the Lord, truly to wait on the Lord, I heard somebody say recently, they said God's delay in his answer is not his denial. His delay isn't his denial. And, and a lot of times we feel like God isn't answering. He's not speaking back to me. And so it's like he doesn't care or he doesn't, he's not hearing me. Well, God is hearing you. He is engaged in what, with what you're doing. Um, so, and one last thing, I guess, in just this, this soap, this writing it down, praying, all these things. You really can't ra- race or rush a relationship. Okay, you can't rush um, a relationship. And and I think when we start to do that, it feels, you know, we we make mistakes. There's and and we we jump to conclusions. You know, I didn't. Leslie and I, when we got married, Leslie says that she knew on our first date. But if we would have gotten married on our first date, it wouldn't have gone maybe as well, right? We learned about each other. And it's the same way with, this, with Jesus. We learn about him. We engage with him in relationship. And it takes time. And it's okay that it takes time. It truly is okay. And, and as you engage with him, as you write things down, a lot of the things that I've written in my journals, they're not theologically sound, okay? It's okay that you're writing things, questions down that, that may, somebody might think, Somebody finds their journal and is like, is Jason a Christian? Like, you know, there's maybe pages in there. If you took one page out and, and read it, you'd be like, I don't think Jason's a Christian. He needs a whole lot of Jesus. He needs a lot of Jesus. But it is engaging with the Father. It's engaging with his heart and really just saying, God, here I am. You know this already, right? So why am I afraid to write something? I was talking with Pastor Jeff about this. You know, the things that we write down sometimes are like, I don't know if I, sh- I want somebody to find this, right? Has anybody ever, I mean, somebody, we all have things like that. I don't want somebody to find this, so I'm not going to write it down. Who are, who are you serving? Who are you afraid of? Who are you, why are you afraid of writing that down? The Lord knows already, right? So, and just really quick, because this wasn't a part of our message, but when we were preparing for this, one thing that we had said along with that is that when you write down the word, uh, when you write these things down on paper, this is not a place where the enemy can infiltrate. But when we are leaving it in our mind, it is a place where he can infiltrate. 
So getting it down on paper is a place for you to directly communicate with the Lord because you're taking the thoughts of your mind and the words from the Lord as he's speaking to you, and you're putting it on paper. And in a way, it's a safe place for you to talk to the Lord as you're writing it down. When you get those things on paper. It's an honest place. That's what I would say. Yeah, it's an honest place, and it's a place where the enemy can't come in and change those words. It is there, and it's on paper, and it can't be distorted like often can happen when we leave it to our own thoughts. So we're going to dive in right now. We're gonna, if you've got your Bibles, open them to John 6, and we're going to read a couple verses here in John 6. John 6, verses 26 and 27. Ages. Verse 26 says, I tell you the truth. It is not because you saw these things that you are looking for me, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that perishes, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Okay, so I'm just going to open um, you guys up to this opportunity to have a little inside look of my journal and how God talks to me when I read his word. So when I came across this um, in John 6, um, I was just like getting really excited um, Oh, and let me tell you, we believe that God will speak to you, but he won't speak to you the same way that he does to me or the way he does to Jason uh, because we're all different and we're all in different places. And so he's going to speak directly to you where you need to hear it. So what I'm about to share with you may be nothing like what you heard or what you understood when you were reading John 6 this week with our reading plan. So don't be discouraged by that. Uh, but just receive what I believe the Lord wants you, you to hear. So in this, I wrote out the scripture, John 6, 26 through 27, in my journal, in my notebook. And I underlined these same lines that I put on, on here. It is not because, but because you ate. And what I observed, what came to me out of those verses, was that I must, we must, Eat our fill of the word, not just nibbles, because we must have enough left over to fill 12 baskets. And earlier in John 6, verse 1, that's when Jesus performs the miracle of changing the fish and the loaves into a bountiful feast for a whole lot of people to eat. And what he was revealing for me, what I was observing, was that I need to be eating up the word of God. I'll lift this up. I need to be eating up the word of God. Now, does that obviously mean I eat paper? No. Just like the people were incredibly confused in that, even in chapter 6, because they were like, you said we're supposed to eat the bread of life, and you're the bread of life. We eat you? Like, weird we don't eat people. Like, that's a problem. I'm really, really confused on this. What we're, what's trying to be communicated, what Christ was trying to say was, 
We need to be feasting on, devouring, soaking up the word of God. We need to be spending our time in this word to fill ourselves up. And as we get filled up, as we receive the feast that he will give to us, as we read his word, we will have leftovers to share with others around us. And metaphorically, 12 baskets. We're going to have these 12 baskets of leftovers to share with others, to receive out of that feast that we have now taken in. And here's the thing, as, I, as we were kind of talking about this, I realized in that moment that that, though, that feast, that feast is for today. Because tomorrow, he sets the table again, right? He sets it again, and we eat again. And when we sit there and we say, when we leave those leftovers, and, and we leave leftovers in the refrigerator for too long, we all know what happens, right? We all know that it gets bad, and, and we, can't, we can't find nourishment on that. You know, and, and that is, you think, think about the Israelites in Exodus 16 where Moses says, go and take your fill of manna, right? He went and, they, they went and took as much as they could, and they ate, and even those that couldn't get enough, it says that there was enough for them because others were able to take more than, and it covered what they needed, right? So everybody had enough. But the next day, they had to go out and do it again. Otherwise, it, would, it went bad. It was moldy. It says there's worms in it. Like, nobody wants to eat that. And so as, we, as, you set, as you feast on his word, it is for today. And whatever that extra is, whatever it is, you know, I was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to name drop you, Tony. We, were, we had lunch. Tony and I had lunch uh, earlier this week. And we sat there, I don't know, for 20 minutes just like, preaching ourselves happy through John, what we've been journaling through and, and writing down. It was so much fun. And what the end of the end of the meeting, we we're like, okay, so next week we're going to get together and do this again. You know, it was just, there's so much. And what that was, was the leftovers, right? We were, we were going back to what God had revealed to us in that moment. And it sustained us in our moment, but it also it was encouraging to Tony. It was encouraging to me. Like I, I walked away, I even texted Leslie and I was like, had so much fun just like talking about scripture with with Tony at over lunch, and that's what happens. We have these leftovers. We have when we dive in. We've done that with Brandon and Emily. It's like, hey, we've got this scripture. We're just like texting back and forth, and God truly does engage and and allow us to be encouraged by other people's leftovers, and we encourage with ours. Right. So going on with that leftovers, this concept of a feast, it's coming up on fall. How many of y'all like a good pot of chili? Anybody? Yeah. So I love a good pot of chili. And I actually did research for another talk one time. Did you know that chili is one of the best foods for leftovers? And they even say the next day is when it's best. Did you guys know that? Well, when we take that and kind of equate that in a way with the word of the Lord, we come in to this feast, and we are eating some yummy chili, okay? We eat up the word, we soak it up, and it's like that yummy, yummy pot of chili. And we've enjoyed that feast, but now we've got some leftovers, and we can share them with other people, or we can put it in the refrigerator for, like, tomorrow, right? And tomorrow, it might even taste a little bit better than what it did for us today, 
But if we leave that chili in that refrigerator for days after days, which we've done this, and you find it like weeks later, it's all gross and moldy, and it grew something new that wouldn't taste good, right? That leftover chili cannot sustain us. It cannot be what holds us through all circumstances. It's a good thing for to, to take on, to receive, to eat up that leftover and to share it with somebody else. But if we're just living on leftovers, we're going to fall. We're going to start losing our energy. We're going to start losing our strength and our nourishment. And that was something that the Lord gave to me. Um, if that one slide can go up that... God said to me, he said, the word is our food. He said, the word is our food. It's not our medicine. And sometimes in our society and culture, we have maybe a sore throat or we have, we feel feverish and we're feeling kind of warm. And it's common for us to go maybe to the cabinet or run to the store real quick so we could have a little Tylenol to help take away that pain in our throat or that headache or fever. But even on the bottle of the Tylenol, it says, this is to relieve your symptoms. So when you take that Tylenol, what it's doing is it's taking away your fever, but whatever is causing the fever is still there. Whatever is causing that sore throat is still there, but it's gone away for a while to help you get through. And that's like what the leftovers are from the word of God. If we're living on the miracles or the, the leftovers from what someone else is getting out of the word, it's only relieving our symptoms. It's only getting us through. But when we are sustaining ourselves on the word of God as our food, our livelihood, we're taking it in as our nourishment, that is what's going to sustain us to get us through and to fill up those baskets to be shared. Um, I feel like there was something else on that. Oh, going back to that verse that we had up there. Um, I tell you, it is not because you saw these signs. And in my version, it says, it's not because you saw these miracles, but it's because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Um, and it goes into, do not work for food that perishes, but for food that endures to eternal life. Leftovers perish. They're not going to last forever. But the word of God, if you're in it every day, the daily bread, you're taking in the daily bread every day, it's not going to perish. It will only continue to strengthen. And the signs, those miracles, uh, that was something that we had talked about as well. Sometimes we come to church um, or maybe even we talk with certain friends, and we just think, I just got to have a miracle. And when I see that miracle, I'm good. When my sickness is gone, and I experience that miracle that Jesus can do for me, then I'm going to be great. But what Jesus said right here in these words was, it's not the miracles that sustain you. It's not the miracles that are going to actually cause you to chase me down. It's not the miracles that will bring you into my word. Those are great things, but it's actually what you tasted when you were with me. It's what you ate, and you tasted, and you saw something that was good, and it was my presence. It was the presence of Jesus that they were then hungry for. 
And that's why they were coming for him. They were looking for him because they had eaten of what was good. They had experienced the presence of Jesus, and they couldn't help but go to get more of his presence. And that's how it is with that feast compared to the leftovers. When we have tasted the word of God, and it says in scripture that he's the bread of life, when we've tasted of him truly in his word, we will be hungry for more of him. And that's one of the things that we realize too. It's like the question then still remains, why write it down? Why write down what I've learned, what I've what God is showing to me? And I believe there's there's what I have learned and what Leslie and I have learned together is that when you write this down, you're writing down when you're feasting on the word, you're writing down the recipe. Okay? You're writing down the recipe for what you're going to is going to sustain you, the food for that day. It's your recipe. So when I write down and I write down my my scripture, my observation, my application, my prayer, my applying it, my observation, I can go back to that. I've written it down. I know that I've encountered, that I've engaged with the word of God, and, and it is my recipe. It will be what, it's my livelihood. It's my peace in the day. It's it's the promise maybe that God has given me in, in encountering his word with him. And, and when we do that, when we write down the recipe, we have a whole recipe book then. You know, the others that are going to come back. My dream someday, I haven't said this. I don't think my kids are in here. My kids in here? No. Kids, are you in here? <laughs> is, yeah, is that they would find my, where I've written things down and go back through it and learn what dad has gone through and experience it maybe from my perspective, what I've written down. So it's for their benefit, for them to learn. It's for, you know, Leslie, we've, we've sat down together and we've read our journals kind of like parallel on times and we write it down and it's like, here's the recipe of like how we went through this together. It is so beautiful. And so I would encourage you. And some of you right now are like, I haven't written anything down for 50 years. It's like, it's okay. I haven't written anything down for 10 years. I've given up. I, I used to do that. I don't do it anymore. It's okay. Like, just give yourself some grace and write. Just get in his word, and I promise you, I have faith because he, he is faithful to meet you here. He's faithful. I love, I love visions. I love dreams, but they don't, they don't hold a candle to what he reveals in his written word. Amen? I don't know what our next point is. Sorry. So going with that, the value of writing it down. Uh, a lot of times, like he was just saying, we feel like writing things down is so ancient, especially in today's culture. Um, it sounds like a school assignment. I have to do this. Um, but we believe through our experience that there are two really, really good reasons for us to be writing it down. And truth is, if there weren't men and women of old who wrote things down, this wouldn't be here for us. So two reasons why it's important for us to write things down. One, it's for our own benefit. It's for us. Like he said, the recipe. It's writing these things down to come back to. When you go to a potluck or a family reunion or you have a baby, we were blessed. You know, you have a baby and somebody brings a meal over to you. 
oh my word, Mary Hermanson has a rockin' awesome tater tot casserole. <laughs> and what I do, I've, fa- I've got that recipe and a cookie recipe. I find the person who blessed me with that meal, and I want the recipe. I want to know what they did to make it so good. And when I choose to write down what the Lord has shared with me, when I choose to put those things down on paper, it's for my benefit to go back to so I can fix up that same meal. So if I'm in a circumstance again, I can go back and be drawn right back to his word and back to his truth to set me up for a a good situation. So it's for my benefit. And then number two, it's also for the benefit of others. Right. So the benefit, I think one of the things that I feel like God had revealed to me, even this week as we were going through John, so John 5, 14, uh, J- Jesus heals the, the man in, uh, at the pool of Bethesda. And, and he says, uh, so he goes and he, he G- the, the man is giving all these, ex- not excuses, because he's just, Jesus says, do you want to be healed? And, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool. And when the water is stirred while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes ahead of me. And so you can just sense the discouragement on this man, right? He's been trying to, he's been trying to. He's been, he, it's not like he doesn't want to, but Jesus asks him, do you want to? And Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And then he did, and, and then he goes on and it says, uh, later on, somebody's asking, well, where, who is this that healed you? And he didn't know who it was because Jesus left. And then it comes back to it, and it says, later, Jesus found him, which that's a whole other sermon, at the temple, and said to him, see, you're well again. See? Mine has, like, this big explanation point. See, you're well. Like, why would, do you think the man really forgot that he was, like, 30-some years not well, and it was maybe days later, maybe a day later, and he says, see, you're well. Like, the, 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 the actual... Hebrew in there is that behold, remember, remember that you're well. I think he probably remembered, but there was a part of him that I believe Jesus was pulling out there like, remember this and don't forget. And that is one way for me, I wrote down, write down what God has has done. Pray and remember, testify and be grateful. And this is a perfect way just to engage with God, to write it down. It's for your benefit and it's for the testimony of Jesus and for others. So I think one last thing, I guess, with uh, Proverbs, Proverbs 30. If you could turn to Proverbs 30, verse 5. I want to go there. Proverbs 30, verse 5. Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. This is just another way, another method to take refuge in the Lord, to write things down, to share it, to testify, to, to engage with people over lunch. You know, I called Stan Quinn earlier this week, he was going to hang some things up in the, in the church, and I was like, hey, what are you doing, Stan? He goes, hey, I'm, I'm soaping, right? He's journaling. He's doing his journal, and it was just encouraging to hear what, you know, other people in the church that are going through the same thing that you're going through, and I believe, I truly believe we haven't seen the fruit of this yet in its entirety, 
there is going to be some amazing fruit that God brings to us, brings us into unity, into alignment with his will. I don't know what that looks like, but I do believe that he's, he's working already through it. Mm-hmm. So I think as we... Let's do that thing that we do at the end that we didn't do before. Um, so one thing that came to us, and part of it came out of a question from somebody in the congregation during first service, but um, what, it, what would had happened for them, they became really discouraged this last re- week, trying to read a chapter a day and then writing things down, and it became really overwhelming for them, and they did get very discouraged. And part of it was uh, when it came to writing things down in their journal, in their soaping journal, they had opened up, for example, John chapter 6, and they wrote every word of John chapter 6 in their journal and went, why don't I understand anything? (laughs) That is a massive undertaking. And so we wanted to um, just give a little clarity on that to encourage, especially those who might be discouraged, or might be experiencing a similar type of thing. Going back to that feast and the baskets, uh, Jason said this, it was so good. When I wrote down, when I was doing like John 6, in my journal, I just wrote down the verses 26 and 27 for my scripture. And then I underlined the part of those verses that was really important to me. And for me, it was the part where he said, you ate the loaves, and had your fill. So I underlined that part. I did not write out the entire chapter 6. I just wrote down two verses. And sometimes it requires us to even pray before we read so that he'll kind of illumine, he'll like bring up out of that page what is important for us to hear. Um, And then I wrote down my observations. And I really appreciate what Jason said. When we go back to that story at the beginning of John 6, Jesus is feeding Uh, this massive group of people off of barley loaves and two small fish. And ultimately what I would say is that the Lord is going to take your two verses or your one verse, just like those barley loaves and fish, and he is going to, he will be the one who makes it a feast. You do not come to the table and create some sort of bountiful meal. He is the one who's going to make that big meal for you. So don't try to create that all on your own. Um, Jason had also said, which I really liked, he said, you come to the table and you don't have to like set it. He is the one who sets the table for you. He's the one that's preparing the meal. You, have you just to need to, to come, come hungry. Come hungry. You just come hungry and he's going to give that bountiful blessing to you. Uh, so when it comes to your journaling, as you're taking that on, I know we heard there are many people that weren't here last Sunday, so they were like, I have no clue what's going on. Um, so if you're starting up this week, we have in your bulletin the daily reading, and one chapter might seem overwhelming, but just say, Lord, what's the one thing you want to, me to hear out of this? What's the one thing you want me to get? And that's what you're observing, and that's what you're writing down. And then say, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? And he's going to speak to you. Because like we said before, we know he'll speak to you because he spoke to us. And he wants to do the same for you. And he'll give you what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And then you can pray 
into that. So we want to encourage you to be hungry for the word of the Lord because we know once you taste and see it's good, just as the, the people in these verses, they're, you're going to want to hunt down Jesus more, not because of his miracles, but because of his word. Yeah, and, and to, to that point, too, I, First Kings, if you, if you have your Bibles, we're, gonna, we're doing kind of some back and forth, but First Kings uh, 19, um, there is a, there's a story here where the Elijah um, engages with God speaking to him. 1 Kings 19, this is where Elijah is, flees Jezebel. He's, he's afraid of his life, for his life, because he just uh, took out some of her prophets and defeated them and, and killed them. And so Jezebel is, wants to kill him. And so he's running, and he's, he's hiding himself in this, in this cave in, in a mountain. And, it's, and then he heard the Lord say, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountain and broke into pieces the, the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And that just goes back and... and and then it says, and when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And then he engages with God. He, just, he talks with him. And I know for myself, I want the wind tearing the mountain apart kind of encounter with God because it's like, oh, that's God. That's God. And it's not, and it's, I can't say, oh, my mind just thought that, or I, I'm just, I've heard somebody say that before. But it, it truly just takes, like we just did that exercise beforehand, quieting, like quieting the traffic of your mind, quieting the, the, the traffic of the, the, what bills you have to write out, what, what honeydew thing you have on your list, what, you know, what child is not feeling well. It just, what I've done, really practical, this is free. So I take, what I do is I'll write down, and there's times where I'll, I'll make a line on the bottom of my journal, and anything that comes to my mind that isn't in alignment with what my purpose is right then, I write it down. And then it's just like off my mind. Or I'll find another page, and I'll say, okay, well, I can get to that. But right now, I'm doing this. And it's just a real practical, very good um, exercise to do just to, to silence that. Because we all have it. We all want the big roaring wind that God comes and breaks into that. And, and, wants, and, and we think that's always him. But it's not. It's not always him. It does happen, but not always. And so... If anything, we want you to be encouraged today to, to, to write down what God is speaking to you and, and to take simple chunks, little chunks of, of the scripture. Um, like we said last week, we gave these little out in the bulletin. They were wrong last week, so you can throw them away, and these are right. Um, so we, had, we doubled up a chapter. But, but take 
you know, if you didn't do last week, take just maybe one chapter. John 1, I think I could have journaled on John 1 for the entire entirety of the year because there's so much richness in that. But to take one verse and to step forward in it. Do you have anything else to add? I don't really have anything else to add other than, like he said, we want to encourage you. There were days this week where we didn't. We didn't read the verses. We didn't read a whole chapter. We didn't do it. Um, but we're here today, and we're happy, and we are in love with the Lord and with his word because it is so good. Um, so we don't want you to be discouraged. If you didn't, like, this isn't like a school assignment, you know, that you're going to get an F. Um, but we do know that once you get into the word of God, you're going to want more because that is the sustaining, that is that bountiful feast that you need to get you through. So wrapping up, we had yeah. what started to be three and ended up as five. Yeah. Things. So three things we want to encourage you to do, main things we want to do right now, is if you haven't started yet, and if you haven't, you know, grabbed a journal, there's some more up here. There's a, I think there's probably enough for everyone that needs one up the here. Too. And uh, to come grab a journal, if you haven't gotten one, um, if you don't want ones like this, go find one. These are my favorite simple ones like that. But come and grab one. And actually, we're going to just encourage you to read to read now, to do it, just to take this time. We're going to have the worship team come up in just a little bit. And instead of maybe worshiping or singing, with it, just sit and, and engage with God with your Bible. And that might seem real elementary, but that's the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of God is so elementary. And, and so the other thing would be share now. One of our visions, one of our, our desires here at Praise Community Church is that the cafe downstairs, that main floor, is used for fellowship. And this is what I shared before with Tony and I, you know, eating over lunch, just sharing. That was for the benefit of Tony. It was a benefit to me. And I think it was a benefit to you. I hope it was. Okay, it was good. So that's what that the cafe is for downstairs. And, and truly, if you don't know, if you, it's like, I, I don't know who to share this with. Just go downstairs and just ask God to somebody cross your path. Right, Christy? Somebody's going to cross your path you can talk to and just ask them how their day is going and, and engage with them and share them with them the, the leftovers that you've had. The last thing is worship now. If you have, if you've already done this, if you feel you know, you just want to give gratitude to God for what he has done, his word that he has given you this week, um, maybe encouragement. Maybe you want to worship through a storm and a trial that you've got right now, but to worship now. And a part of that is, is communion. We're going to open that up, too, that you can, you can come up and have, take communion. We'll have prayer up here for those that uh, desire prayer. If you're going through something or if you just have a question, you know, about soap, the journaling or writing or how to go through this, Leslie and I will be available. But we really want to, to be, you to be um, encouraged and um, armed. I'll say that. Armed to do uh, warfare and, and to truly just engage with God in his heart. So um, if the worship team would come up, we will close in prayer and worship here. Just really hold on to the truth that the God, on our way to church this morning, I was praying with the boys it was so cute. Our battery was dead on our van, and Jason told me that the building was struck by lightning, and, you know, there were all of these, like, crazy things going on. It's like, oh, my goodness, and we're praying on our way here, and it was like, 
God, you are the only God. It isn't even like you're the greatest God because you are the only God, right? And that one and only God, like that song we sang earlier, who named the stars, calls them by name, that very God wants to speak to you and to your heart. He loves you with such an insurmountable love, a powerful love, that he wants to, to talk with you. He wants to engage with you. And he does not want to leave you stranded or confused. So if when you open up this Bible, you think it's nothing but Swahili, then you need to say, God, help me. And he will come. It says, when you ask for help, he will receive, he will come and respond. You say, Lord, I don't get it. Tell me what this is. And he's going to speak to you because he loves you and he wants you to hear from him. And the benefit of writing it down is just to remind you again, he's talking, he's here, he loves me, he's got a word for me. And then that overflow from that feast is what you get to share with those that are around you. We had somebody that last service, she was like, I just want to share all the time, but I don't get it. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to share because none of this is making sense. Start with you coming to the Father for that first feast. And as you start to get filled up with that nourishment, that's when the baskets are going to come in. He's going to do that to help you to share in those other places. So feel encouraged, feel encouraged, um, and listen, listen for the Lord. So, Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that you don't, you have not stopped speaking, and, and you are speaking now. Um, Lord, we ask for uh, a, a deeper insight into your word and your heart, Lord, for us, the things that, you're, that you um, are leading us through, that we might need to lean more on you, Lord, or the things that you've led us through that we can give testimony to and rejoice. And, and I could just ask, Lord, that you would start to move uh, in our midst, Lord, as a family here at Praise Community Church, that there would be fruit that comes from this that affects our, our city, that affects our families, just the, the, the many dynamics of how you engage with us and how you interact with us and how you lead us, Lord. We, we honor you and we, we want to dig in. We want to know you more and we set our hearts. I set my heart to find those treasures in your scripture that you've hidden for me to find that you've hidden for each of us to find. So we praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So you can stand uh, and, and truly just read now, share now, worship now. Just find one of those things. Pray now if you need anything like that.
gotta go get me some lunch because you're feeling hunger pains. The Lord wants to do that. And there is nowhere in scripture, nowhere in scripture where God left his people starving, nowhere. When everyone was hungry, he, he made a way for them to be fed and to be filled. So when you leave today, know that you're gonna leave hungry but he will never leave you stranded. He's not just gonna let you stay hungry. He's going to fill you as you hunger for his word and you dive into it. So leave today with the joy of knowing he's gonna fill you up and you can eat a good lunch. You can eat a good lunch today and he's gonna fill you with a feast. He's gonna fill you with a feast. So we just bless you in the name of the Lord and we know that he's gonna be good to you this week and we're excited to hear your reports um, next Sunday. Thanks for listening. For more information about Praise Community Church, including gathering times and events, please visit us at praisecc.org.